to Totalus Rankium. This week, Maximinus Thrax. And welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the Roman Emperors from Augustus to Augustus, episode 28, Maximinus Thrax. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. And here we are, post-election episode for our American yes. listeners. We're staying non-partisan. Yes. So congratulations or commiserations. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stay silent. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah, mm. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the episode. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, here we are. It's the crisis. Yes. It's the crisis. You've heard a lot about the crisis. Yeah. I've, been, it's I've been saying it time. for ages, haven't I? Yeah, crisis. The crisis is coming. The crisis is coming. This has been yeah. the crisis. The crisis of yeah. the third century. The crisis is the crisis. It was only last week when you mentioned... Well, I don't actually know what the crisis is, so yeah. it's hard to judge. I actually realised you don't know what the nope. crisis is. <laughs> For all you know, it's a savage unicorn coming along. Ooh. Yeah. So, or a what unicorn. I want... <laughs> yes. A unicorn like with a... two horns. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bull. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe so. So I want you to predict what you think the crisis is. I think it's going to be a combination of more than one thing. I think one thing is going to kick something off... Then there's going to be like a domino effect. So then this happens and this happens. So in in the past you mentioned something about the army being paid. Yeah. I think they're going to get too powerful. Okay. And I think this may be the beginning of that because we mentioned last week that Thrax is a general or one of the leaders in the army. Okay. That's an idea I have. Also think you're talking about plague as well in the last episode. So there's more diseases spreading. Okay. I think yeah. that might you know more zombies coming back. Yeah. And I think there might be invaders losing land. I think it's just going to be an absolute. <laughs> Okay, what we'll do in like episode 40 odd or whatever it is, <laughs> I'll get that sound clip of you saying that. We'll, we'll score you on accuracy on your oh, prediction. Yes. That's what we'll do. That'd be brilliant. Right. Okay, so as I also, another little caveat, I did mention last week briefly that it, this is quite an arbitrary line we draw here for the crisis of the third century. You could definitely argue it's already started. Yeah. You could argue it's not actually begun yet. But this is generally when historians say it begins. Okay. But it's not a line in the sand. Yesterday there was no crisis. Today there is a crisis, but it's you've got to draw the line somewhere. So yeah. as soon as the guards say Thrax, you're now the emperor, buildings start collapsing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people scream. Yeah, there's an eclipse. Okay, so let's start. Maximinus Yay. Thrax. He was born as Gaius Julius Verus Maximinus. And that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, I put Thrax in there um, because I'm obviously so used to putting the word Thrax but obviously he wasn't born the Thrax no. yeah so that's Gaius Julius Verus Maximinus in approximately 173 according to the Historia Augusta and yes we do need to rely quite heavily on the Historia Augusta for a while <laughs> she's uh, 20 feet tall <laughs> pet unicorns yeah his father was a goth oh and his mother was Alan sorry Anne Allen um Yes. I'm confused. <laughs> the Allens were a group of people. They sound like the most boring people <laughs> you'd ever yes, meet. I do, Hi, we're Alan. We're collectively Alan. We work in accounting. Oh, your accountants? No. <laughs> we just work in that area. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Allens. Yeah, it's, it's that, isn't it? Yeah. It comes from the word Alanic. They are Alanic. And 
it's derived from the word Iranian. Ah, yes. Ooh, they're okay. Iranian nomads, so they're from that area of the world originally, but by this point they're sort of spreading up into Europe. Okay. And they end up spreading all over the place. Hmm. But yeah, so much like the Goths are a group of people, the Alans are a group of people, but far more amusingly named. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, mother was an Alan, father was a Goth. Possibly, but probably not true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too early for the Goths to be in this region. Um, but, I mean, it's not impossible. Who knows? Mm. We've got well, nothing better, they, so thing? let's go for it. Where are they? Roughly? The Goths. Yeah. Um, they're still a bit further north into Europe. They've not okay. fully migrated further south yet. Too warm. Yeah. Right. He may also not actually have been Thracian. Oh. <laughs> but Moesian. So he'd be Maximinius Moesus. Morat. Or Marax, maybe. Max. Oh, Max. Max. That would have been good. Max and Minus Max. Or Moex. Oh, who knows? It wouldn't have been as good. I like Thrax. Thrax is awesome. Either way, he was born into a peasant family. Ooh. So, farmer. Exactly. Of the land. Yeah, he was born very much a bog standard peasant. He was there on a farm in his youth. Upon his birth, his parents noticed something unusual about him. He was unusually big. Poor mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He grew very quickly and soon became very well known for his strength and his height in his village. Mm. I will quote Herodian. He was, in any case, a man of such frightening appearance and colossal size that there is no obvious comparison to be drawn with any of the best-trained Greek athletes or warrior elite or barbarians. The historian Augusta says he was of such size, so Cordus reports who is possibly a made-up person, yeah. that men said he was eight foot six inches in height. Probably mm. not. However, what we can gain from this is that yeah. he was a big guy. He's quite tall. He's tall, he's big, muscular. So I know um, some people have, they have, they grow like a benign tumour in their brain which presses on something which keeps the growth hormone going constantly. Ah, uh-huh, right. He might yeah. could have had that condition. Possibly, uh, or maybe he was just very big. Or just very big, yeah. Yeah. He earned the nickname Hercules, <laughs> and it was said he could break a horse's leg with a punch. Oh, punching horses. Yeah. Also, not only that, oh. it also says he could smash a horse's teeth with a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Quite How would why? Find that out? Quite why he's abusing all these horses? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his uncle was in a horse dentist or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Give him I'd... some clientele. Just go, go and ask Maximus how strong he is. Look what he does. Maximus, how strong are you? Watch this. Pfft. Horse yeah. next to him just crumples to the floor <laughs> and he punches again. All the teeth go. <laughs> Pause the condition, oh. no teeth. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I'm just expecting you to lift up a log or something. <laughs> yeah, bend this bar or something. <laughs> yeah. Why are you beating up the horses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, apparently that's what he did in his youth. Oh. He just beat up horses. Right, little caveat here. A lot of what I'm about to say comes from the Historia Augusta. Mm. That said, <laughs> in 197, he would have been working on his family farm. Right. Doing all the heavy lifting when news comes through the emperor is coming yeah yeah oh, this is big i mean the chances yeah. of the emperor walking through your village it's barely nothing at all yeah huge news very exciting 
The emperor at this time was Severus. Oh, yeah, cool beard. And he was heading back from Mesopotamia after fighting... Parthians? No. Civil War. Oh. One of the wizards. Yeah, uh, Albinus. No, the one, Nigel the Black. Damn it. <laughs> yes. So he's fighting Niger in Mesopotamia, and then he was heading back. So he was mm. on his way back to Rome. He passed through Maximinus's village. It was the Empress' son's birthday, i.e. Getters. <laughs> so the army halted and put on a whole series of games to celebrate. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Just Caracalla sitting there going... Just murdering bunny rabbits or something in oh, the corner. Pulling their heads off. Yeah. 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 That's nice to see the family back, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> Included in these games were wrestling matches and gold bracelets were given, given out as prizes. Ooh, so okay. these games, because they're on the move, it wasn't gladiators, it was the soldiers competing with each other. Yeah. Okay. Maximinus hears of this and decides he's going to have a go at joining in. Well, if you can knock out a horse with a yeah. punch, then yeah. I'm guessing the horses were quite relieved that he left the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I see. He's going. He's coming. Say it's true. Yes. <laughs> Oh, he's got no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Poor horses. <laughs> so he heads off to the camp, and just his sheer size got him an audience with the emperor. Yeah. Because obviously, if someone turned up and went, can I talk to the emperor? They'd go, no, go yeah. away. But he was huge. He was a bit of a, a freak show for them. So, yeah, let's show him to the emperor. So Maximinus gets herded off to the emperor, if you can herd a person. Um, <laughs> and he asked Severus if he could join in and wrestle the soldiers, which he was promptly refused. Really? Because it would be a little bit embarrassing if this peasant could defeat the soldiers of Rome. He probably would. He probably would, as we'll find out. However, Severus was very intrigued, so he found 15... No, 16... <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how I read that as 15. It's definitely 16. Right, you found 16 of the most tough-looking baggage holders that they had. <laughs> Francis, come here, Francis. <laughs> yes, Emperor. <laughs> how, do you, how would you like to wrestle a giant? Um... <laughs> I've carried some pretty large suitcases in the last few weeks. But they have got wheels on, so... <laughs> Um, don't don't forget, it's not. This isn't long before the baggage handlers. Um, oh yeah. Uh, fought in that battle. Yeah. Yeah. Near the I river. say I probably shouldn't call them baggage handlers. That's not their <laughs> title. Um, yeah, but you know what I mean. The yeah. people people holding it. They do have a name, and I forgot to write it down. Anyway, so found sixteen tough-looking men, basically. Maximinus defeated all sixteen without breaking a sweat. Fantastic. Yeah. Just easy, easy, easy. Severus gave him a reward, not as good as a gold bracelet, because he wasn't officially part of the games, but he gave him a reward, but more importantly, immediately offered him a place in the Roman army. Ooh. Maximinus, bored of farm life, accepted immediately. Again, much to the relief of the horses. Yeah, the whole thing couldn't. He's going. And all the army horses are there going, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A few days later, Severus came across the young barbarian. They saw him as a barbarian. 
mm. even though technically he's not. He's in the Roman Empire. He just looks scary. Yeah. So he came across him in the camp whilst he was training. Severus asked the Tribune, who was in charge of the training, how it was going. Mm. Maximinus, aware that the Emperor was close, walked up. Severus started to ride away. Ooh. Or maybe his horse just started yeah. riding No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So, Maximinus starts running alongside him. <laughs> yeah. Horse going at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, get away, get away. His <laughs> <laughs> footsteps keeping up. Yeah. Um, Severus then speeds up and Maximinus kept place. According to the Historia Augusta, Severus, wishing to try how good he was at running, gave his horse free rein and circled about many times. When at last the aged emperor had become wary, Maximinus, after many turns, had not stopped running, he said to him, What say you, my little Thracian? Would you like to wrestle now that you have done running? And Maximinus answered, As you please, emperor. Yeah. The very fact we've got quotes like that throws into question how likely yeah. this is true. But it's a good story. Or I said, yeah, go on. Maximinus then goes on to defeat all seven of the toughest soldiers in the entire army, one after another. Yeah. See him ahead again, American wrestling. <laughs> Entering the ring at eight feet six inches, weighing three, five hundred pounds. Maximinus! Thrax. Is he known as Thrax at the moment? Uh, no, he wouldn't. No, have been. Right. no. But I still like the idea of everyone yeah. cheering with big hands. Thrax, Thrax, Thrax! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it would have been happening. <laughs> but Severus presented Maximinus with a collar of gold. Not sure I'd appreciate a collar as a present. Oh, no. Maybe connotations of collars weren't quite the same back then. No. Maybe it's a translation thing. Maybe it was a necklace. Anyway, <laughs> collar of gold and placed him in his personal guard. Yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> no one's getting past him. Right. Okay. And then Severus died. <laughs> yeah. Not like immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But as you we are know. In my gu- <laughs> yeah. So as we know. So Maximus probably ended up going off to England and doing all that stuff in Scotland. Scaring the hell out of the Iceni tribe. Yeah. <laughs> the Scots. Yeah, just everyone basically. So Caracalla and then Getta become emperor. Getta dies. Short version of that episode. <laughs> uh, and then Caracalla really liked him. Mm. He was Caracalla's kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knock out horses. So remember when I showed you um, Macrinus? And you were surprised how fierce he looked. Yeah. And I said, imagine Alexandria burning with Caracalla and his hood with Macrinus looking fierce next to him. Now place this giant just oh, behind them as well. What a silhouette. <laughs> yes. Looking very fierce. So oh. we don't know where he was under Caracalla, but we can guess he was probably close to Caracalla. So he probably was there in Alexandria, but we don't know for certain. Right. He was promoted at this time to Centurion. Okay. Yeah, so he's starting to work his way up the army. Around this time, he got married to Cecilia, or Cecilia, Paulina. Now, only a fraction of one line has been preserved about her. And I quote, Led him back to the paths of truth and mercy by feminine gentleness. Talking about Maximinus. So from that, we've gleamed that she was quite nice. Oh, and nice. Uh, reined Maximinus in a little bit. Yeah, Maybe he's in that collar. <laughs> yeah. Heel! 
Right, two of them had one son named Gaius Julius Varius Maximus. Not Maximinus. Ma so this is Thrax? This is Thrax's son. Maximus Thrax. Yeah, Maximus Thrax. Oh, what a yeah. guy. So um, he was said to be very good looking, and there is some suggestion that he was betrothed to Alexander's sister. Do you okay. remember his sister got killed off right at the start of yes. last episode? Yes. Yeah, there was there is some suggestion that maybe there was a betrothal there, but there's not really any details. Right. So he seems to be living quite quite a nice life. Starting yeah. to raise a family, he's getting promoted. Caracalla then dies. That is not linked to that, but he does. And Maximinus leaves the service. Oh. He is disgraced by the death of such a great emperor. What? He loved Caracalla. So he's left because, oh no. Yeah, well, Ma uh, Macrinus killed his favourite emperor, so he wasn't going to work for Macrinus. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So so he just left. He left. Oh. He returned back to Thrace, or Moesa, if that's where he came from, and he bought an, an estate there and just, um, I don't know, raised chickens and beat up horses in his spare time, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Horse wrestling with Maximinus Thrax yeah. this weekend. Maximus, little Maximus, come here. I'm going to show you how to punch the eyes out of a horse. <laughs> oh, thank you, Daddy. Yay! <laughs> right. <laughs> so, shortly after this, so, um, what was it, a year and a half? And, let's say, 18 horses later, <laughs> uh, he learns about the death of Macrinus and the rise of Caracalla's son. Remember, everyone assumed yeah, yeah. it was the son. So, he went off to the new emperor to offer his service. Caracalla's son. Caracalla's yeah. son didn't even know he had a son. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It's almost as someone had invented that outfit. <laughs> but Caracalla's son, bound to be good, he thought. So, off he goes to offer his service. And then he met Elagabalus. Ooh. <laughs> okay. What is Maximinus's defining feature, would you say, so far? Oh, dear. <laughs> But he's very big. What, what was Elagabalus's biggest hobby, would you say? <laughs> well, he he liked to check out... He's <laughs> a bit of a collector. Nah, yeah. Yeah, Elagabalus was very pleased to meet Maximus. <laughs> I bet he was. Imagine him walking into the, the Senate saying, I'm here for a job. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> just imagine Elagabalus... Can you your trousers? Just... Throwing one of his stupid dinner parties where everyone's trying to eat wax apples and he yeah. walks in and just Maximus just drops his fork. <gasps> <laughs> where have you been all my life? Yeah. Everything goes slightly, you know, misty and yeah. <laughs> just cuts, cuts to Maximus' stony face. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Elagabalus offered him some things. We don't really know the details, but we do know that Maximinus was so horrified he stormed off. Which <laughs> <laughs> is scare him off, I guess. Yeah, th this was not what he was expecting from Caligabalus. <laughs> However, a bunch of Elagabalus's friends or associates or advisors, if he had any at that point, um, rushed after him and offered him a tribuneship. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a hefty promotion. Mm. So this calmed Maximinus down and he stayed on. According to the Historia Augusta, though, he'd always make excuses not to be in the same room as the Emperor. That's a good <laughs> idea. Don't, don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> <laughs> 
just imagine him walking into a meeting room with just Ella Gavala sitting at a desk because he'd probably have to sit down seeing, <laughs> seeing him walking. And then um, just realising he's on his own, like a quick worry look to his left and right. And <laughs> just just going, backs up to the yeah. door. Oh, what, what was that? <laughs> you, you you need my sword? Of course. Sorry, Emperor. <laughs> I can't stay now. <laughs> Must go. Yeah, I, I can't help but feel this is the Historia Augusta again trying to paint Elagabalus as yeah. being terrible and yes. Maximinus not having any of it. I'm sure he just took his tribuneship and went, yeah, great promotion pay rise. Yeah. But who knows? Once Alexander came to the purple, I'm going to say, instead of got on the throne, he was promoted yet again. Ooh. Yeah. And he was also very pleased. <laughs> yeah. Alexander, good upstanding young man. Yeah. Yeah. More so, money. Yeah. <laughs> more, yes. more money and less scary personal meetings. <laughs> yeah. Less intense. <laughs> I get to put the side wall away. <laughs> no idea what they use the side wall for. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so he works for Alexander. He is promoted again. He is put in charge of an entire legion. Ooh. Maximinus throws himself into this and he starts training his men. There's um, some suggestion he only got new recruits, so he, he had to start from scratch, which he liked so he could break the men in. Yeah, yes. He inspected them daily and he wrestled with them to keep himself fit. One day, a huge tribune from another legion chided him over wrestling with his underlings. So this other mm. tribune looked down on him, saying, you shouldn't get in the mud with the lowly yeah. soldiers. You should be above this. You're better than them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Maximinus turned round and offered to fight the tribune. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are a fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what well, the tribune, who was half his age and almost his size, this was a big man as well. Oh, okay. So he took him up on the offer. Right. Apparently, Maximinus knocked the man out with one punch to the chest. Ooh, was he a horse? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Alexander, noticing how much better trained Maximinus's troops were than everyone else, put the man in charge of training all the troops. Just yeah. realised he was great at training. Remember, this is a point where the legions were a bit of a mess. Yeah. They hadn't really had a strict regime for a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Maximinus was, was good for the army. He was training them mm. up. It would appear Maximinus did this role while the emperor went off to the east. As far as we can tell. We don't think he went with him. So, remember, Alexander went off to the east to have his debacle of a war. <laughs> yeah. Which all the army hated him for, the way it was ran. Yep. Maximinus managed to stay clear of that. No blame landed on his shoulders, his large, broad shoulders, because he wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's Persia, wasn't it? Yes, with the Persians. When Alexander returned from the Persian War, with his grumbling troops, Maximinus was put in charge of training again. For the campaign with the Germanic tribes that was coming up. Yeah. Remember, by the time they got back, they knew they had to go up north again. Yeah. So Maximinus was put in charge of keeping the troops in line, getting them trained, stop them grumbling, nice. said Alexander to Maximinus. Mm. And he went, yes, okay. <laughs> it's not known if at this point he was plotting an uprising. Maybe he just saw the opportunity come. Maybe he'd been plotting this for a while. 
ever since he saw Caracalla's disappointing son and thought he could do a better job. Mm. Yeah. Either way, travelling north, it became very obvious that the troops were near mutinous. Ooh. So Maximinus made sure they became very mutinous. <laughs> yes. Maximinus had trained a large portion of the army going up north. They all knew him personally, or if not personally, at least by reputation, and he was very well-liked and respected. Okay. Yes. Compared to the boy emperor that no one liked. (laughs) No. News went round that instead of avenging their families, which they thought they were going to do by going up north, they were going to pay off the barbarians. Yes. Yes, as we talked about. about They weren't happy at all. Troops were outraged. In March 235, a meeting was made. And Maximinus was spontaneously declared emperor. Mm. Yes. Can imagine his surprise. Oh my goodness. I am so surprised. But just in case, I had this small crown made for me. <laughs> and these banners and balloons. <laughs> yeah. And a surprise party that I invited you all to. And I brought a horse along to show you my strength. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Maximinus waited until the next day and then calmly marched up to the road to where Alexander was. The small troops that were sent out to defend the emperor quickly turned against Alexander, and the giant who had trained them ordered the execution of the boy emperor. He was now in charge. So that's his rise to being the emperor. It's quite a good rise. Yeah. That is from peasant yeah. to emperor. Quite the rise, so let's see how he gets on whilst he's the emperor. The Senate heard the news with dismay. They, what? <laughs> they loved Alexander, remember? Yeah, he gave them everything. The first they hear about it is that Alexander's been murdered by some barbarian. And what was worse, this barbarian had now declared himself emperor. Oh dear. Yeah. He wasn't just not senatorial class. Hmm. He wasn't not equestrian class. He was a yeah. peasant. Yeah, Senate not too pleased. No. But as per usual, can't do anything. No. They don't have the pointy things. Yeah. Yeah. So, they ratified the decision and went home to weep. (laughs) Maximinus didn't have it all his own way, though. There were a couple of revolts against him. There was a detachment of Parthian bowmen in the army that had been picked up when Alexander was off fighting in the east. So whilst he was over there, he just got a bunch of Parthian bowmen. The Parthians were known for being good archers. Yeah. So he had had a bunch of them with him. They were very loyal to Alexander because he was the one who recruited them. So these Parthians were not too pleased. So they looked around for a figurehead that could lead the revolt. They came up with a man named Quartinus. 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 Quartinus was an ex-consul who happened to be with the army oh, at the okay. time. So he was ex-consul. Yeah, he could be the emperor. Better than this barbarian. Parthian bowmen arrived at Quartinus's tent one night to inform him that he is now the head of a rebellion and will be the next emperor. Okay. That's the first that Quartinus hears about this. You what? (laughs) (laughs) What? Again, there he was, happily eating his sprouts. Yeah. Say again? I've just started my second course. (laughs) You you want me to to do what? Uh, I'd, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I'd rather not. However, the Parthians then pulled out their bow and arrows, and uh, Quartinus had a had a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, if you put it that way, fine, <laughs> I'll, I'll revolt. Unfortunately for Quartinus and the bowmen, 
one of their members betrayed them in the last minute. Oh. Maximinus found out about the plot. They were all executed. Poor Quartinus. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. It really isn't, is it? It's like, oh, fine, whatever. Blech. It's like, no, I'm going to stay loyal, I'm going to stay loyal, I'm not... Oh, fine, fine, I'll do it. Oh, hi, Emperor. Oh. <laughs> Don't punch me. <laughs> I sentence you to death by punching. <laughs> Stand next to this horse. <laughs> yeah. Right, Maximinus then decides it's about time to do a spot of purging. Yay! Yeah. More, more details in a Probium Crasium. Yay. Yeah. And then he gets down to the job of fighting. That's where he was. That's what he was there for. He was there to fight. None of this pandering to the enemy anymore. Certainly not. He defeated the Germanic tribes by invading their territory and destroying their towns and villages. So he literally wiped them out. Yeah. He then moved down the Danube and fought Sarmatians and the Dacians. Okay. So he's doing lots of fighting. This takes a while to do. During this time, he ruled Rome from afar. He seemed to have no intention of returning at all. He looked down heavily on the elites in Rome. So yeah, he, he seemed to want nothing to do with the camp, capital at all. And the capital seemed to want nothing to do with him. Win-win. Yeah. However... They were forced to do some communication because in order to pay for all these wars he had to raise taxes to a ridiculous level. No. Yeah. Outside his army, his support was waning fast. Whatever little support he had was going very quickly because all the civilians were being so heavily taxed. We've never even seen him. Yeah, exactly. Who is this person? Most people won't know who he is outside the army and no. he's just going insane with the taxes. It was around this time that he got a letter saying that there was a revolt in Africa. The Senate had backed these usurpers. Ooh. This was a senator named Gordian and his son, Gordian. Bloody Romans. <laughs> Romans. Maximinus and his son had been declared enemies of the state. Can they do I guess they can, yeah. Yeah, the Senate can do that. So the Senate yeah. just said, no, no more, we're not having you. You've raised taxes too much. We never wanted you in the first place. We want Gordian and Gordian. Historia Augusta says, Maximinus, being by nature passionate, was so inflamed with fury that you would have thought him not a man, but a wild beast. He dashed himself against the walls. Sometimes he threw himself upon the ground. He screamed incoherently aloud. He snatched at his sword as though he could slaughter the Senate then and there. He rent his royal robes. He beat the palace attendants. <laughs> and had not the youth retreated, certain authorities affirm he would have torn out his own son's eyes. Okay. Nasty. So he didn't take it well. Didn't take it too well. No. No. <laughs> Just imagine giving him that letter. <laughs> so I uh, got the Gordians have revolted. Oh dear. <laughs> and oh, you're also an enemy of the state. Would, would you like a stress ball, Emperor? I find a stress ball very relaxing. <laughs> How about some yoga? Yeah, that oh that that's a stu oh it's okay you've squashed it anyway. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here's some worry beads just crushing to powder in his hands. However, you'll be relieved to know a couple of days later another letter arrives to tell him the revolt has been put down oh, good. by the governor of Numidia, 
who remained loyal to him. That was the good news. It was one of these good news, bad news letters. The bad news was that the Senate were still not accepting him as the emperor. So Maximinus decides it's time to go to Rome at last, only this time with his army, to make sure okay. that, that everyone's just knows who's in charge. That'll cheer everyone up. That will cheer everyone up. During his preparations, he received yet another letter. The Senate were still rebelling and had chosen two from their own ranks to oppose him. You ready for this? Yeah. Been looking forward to this for weeks. Oh, right. This man's name was Marcus Clodius Pupianus Maximus. <laughs> That's not his name. That can't be his name. His name is Pupianus. Some people try and get around this by pronouncing it Pupianus and really stress <laughs> other parts, but no. And I even did some research to make sure I was pronouncing it correctly. His name is Pupianus. <laughs> Pupianus Maximus. Oh, yes. That's brilliant. That is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Anyway, right. <laughs> so... The man leading the forces against Maximinus Thrax. It's oh. Pupianus Maximus. <laughs> Maximinus must have found this amusing. Of course he did. Not, not the name. The fact oh. that the Senate were trying to fight him. Because yeah. they really didn't have many forces to speak of. No. And yet he had all the Danube and the Rhine legions. So, he sets off for Italy. Oh. So on one side you've got this giant with the whole crack legions behind him. And then you've got poopy anus <laughs> with a handful of troops. Oh. Let's see what happens. Maximinus approaches the city of Amosa, which is in northern... It's well, just outside northern Italy, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, approaching. Italy. Scouts reported that it was deserted. Something that pleased Maximinus until he learnt that it was actually stripped clean. This wasn't a hasty retreat. This was a well-planned-out, let's take all the crops and the wealth out of the city so it can't be looted and sacked. Yeah. All the area around was burnt so they couldn't get any food. The men were not happy. They'd been told they could go and sack cities and get lots of wealth. And instead they just found this empty shell of a city. Not the best start. No. So they move on and they head to Aquileia. So we've come across that city before. Yeah. Yeah. Its gates, however, were locked. They weren't too pleased about yeah. Maximinus Thrax coming in with a huge army wanting yeah. to sack them. Knock, knock, knock. Hello? <laughs> can, can we come in? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? We can hear you, you know. We know you're in there. <laughs> we can hear you whispering. <laughs> you there. Um, I can see you behind that sofa. <laughs> Everyone on the other side of the city just hiding. <laughs> they might go away. <laughs> yeah, so it's locked. The city was very prosperous at this time obviously didn't want their stuff to be stolen. No. <laughs> Why would they? Yeah, so they didn't invite them in. Don't. <laughs> no. Um, the Senate had decided that this actually was a perfect place to make a stand. Pupianus Maximus yeah. <laughs> was still on his way. He hadn't arrived yet. But <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the city was put under the command of two ex-consuls with military experience. Right. So Maximinus sent a small force to take the city, but they were easily repelled. Maximinus then realised that the city was well prepared for a siege and this was going to take longer than he thought. So he sent for one of his centurions, who happened to come from the city, off to explain what would happen if they didn't open the gates. It's bluffing. Well, I don't think bluffing. I think this really was what was going to happen in Maximinus's head ah. if they didn't 
open the he, gates. They, they can't. Yeah. So this centurion who lived in Aquileia trotted along on his own and shouted over the walls. Maximinus said, if you don't open up, we will kill you. Horribly. <laughs> horribly, horribly. Horribly, horribly. <laughs> and all the people on the wall started going, oh no, oh, we don't want to die horribly, horribly. Uh, maybe we should let them in. But then one of those ex-consuls who was leading the city yes. said, no, he's lying. If you let him in, then he'll kill you horribly. Horribly, horribly. And everyone went, oh, that's a good point. Let's keep the doors closed. Yeah. That is the <laughs> short version of that story. There were uh, fancier words used. Okay. But uh, generally, that's the gist. Okay. So they, they, they're thinking of giving up, but they don't. So they keep the door locked. So then, siege time. The battle commenced. Well, I say battle. The siege commenced. After a hard day of fighting, Maximinus's troops could not breach the walls. No, I'll go into more detail about this later, but they tried their hardest, they couldn't breach the walls. Maximinus went into a rage. He was furious. He called his men cowards, and he executed some of his own officers because he claimed that it was their fault the city wasn't taken. Yeah, but he's the head. He, he, it's his fault. I'm sure I'm Sure, that's the argument they put forward. <laughs> Please, sir, it's not your fault. <laughs> is, is this persuading you at all? <laughs> yeah. You should kill yourself. <laughs> men, men aren't too happy, as you no, can probably no. imagine. This drags on and on. After a month and a bit, they still can't breach the walls. Maximinus is still raging. The army are just completely demoralised. You could argue they could have just carried on. Aquilae is not that important. No. They could have just gone on to Rome, but Maximinus, by this point, was so angry... He's got a bee in his bonnet. He's got a bee in his bonnet. He is going to take this city. How dare they go against him? The average troops were fed up of spending their days fighting and dying and being called a coward. The Praetorian troops who were there were not happy because Maximinus kept doing things like ordering them around. Oh. Don't they know that emperors are there to do the Praetorians' bidding, not the yeah. other way around? And the auxiliary troops, such as the Parthians, so it's the, oh, yeah. the troops that aren't really part of the Roman army but are still there fighting for the Romans, yep. they, they were just miserable because they were far from home, fighting a war that they did not care about and they were still dying. That detachment of Parthians I mentioned earlier, yes. those that hadn't been executed, were really not happy. They'd left their family not mm. in the east. They'd brought their family over, but they were staying near Rome, which was under the Senate's control. So they thought that their families were in danger if they kept this up. Mm. One day, men from this Parthian detachment approached the imperial tent. And as they walked towards the tent, they were joined by other soldiers. The men guarding the tent took down their standards. Not a good sign. Maximinus Thrax and his son, Minithrax, came out of the tent to see what was going on. Maximinus starts berating them, but as soon as he can finish an order, he is cut down where he stood. His son was also killed, and their heads put on spikes. Ooh. Oh, that's quite an undignified way to go. Yeah, so there you go. That's yeah. that's Thrax. Bit of a weedy ending, to be honest. I was thinking like a big, you know, he wrestles like 60 of them, getting stabbed, he carries on, gets his eye taken out, like, it's okay, son, it's just one eye. <laughs> We've the got gods... three more between us, yes. come on. 
Yeah. Maybe he did, so we don't have many details. Maybe that last stand where he was cut down, maybe he took half the army out. Someone's seen he walks and goes, whoa, what's going on? Stab. Uh, dead. <laughs> I get the impression he was stabbed and he didn't even notice. Stab. He's there saying, why are you not here? Stab. You should be on the wall fighting. Stab, stab. Stab. Come on, get to your position. Stab, stab, stab. What? Are you stabbing me? <laughs> I'm going a bit faint. <laughs> it's like when I stand up quickly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is a bit sudden. It's a bit inglorious, isn't it? Mm. Building up to this big match on Rome, a battle he couldn't possibly lose. No. It was suicidal, the Senate standing up to him. But he lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, let's, let's rate him. Fightius Maximus. Okay, let's let's start with good, shall we? Because we always do. <laughs> right. Historia Augusta states what Maximinus did in Germania. Yeah. So I'll quote. He marched. Okay. No, <laughs> oh, no, there is more. Don't worry. Oh. He marched, <laughs> then, into Germany across the Rhine and throughout 30 or 40 miles of the barbarians' country. He burned villages, drove away flocks, slew numbers of barbarians themselves, enriched his own soldiers, and took a host of captives. And, had not all the Germans fled to the swamps and forests, he would have brought all of Germany under the Roman sway. He himself did much with his own hand, especially when he rode into a swamp, and would have been cut off by the Germans had not his men extracted him, as he was mired with his horse. So he was there, stuck in a swamp with his horse. He'd probably just beaten his horse up, and that's why he couldn't get out. I think the horse was just there, just maybe even standing inside, just going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> We're going down together. <laughs> Nay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so he did, he did a lot of fighting. Yeah. Yeah, very successful. We don't have the details of, say, we do with the earlier emperors, but we can assume that there were details, because it's very hard to actually do a campaign without <laughs> stuff happening. Yeah. So stuff obviously happened, we you just don't know it. Footprint, don't so it's a shame not to, to mark him just because we've not been given the details. He obviously did a lot. We do have some more. Well, it's a very glowing report. Yeah. Maximinus Thrax wrote this to the Senate, apparently. <laughs> we cannot, conscript fathers, tell you all that we have done. Throughout the area of 40 or 50 miles, we have burned the villages of the Germans, driven off their flocks, carried away their captives, killed their men in arms, and fought a battle in a swamp. And we should have pushed into the forest had not the depths of the swamps prevented our crossing. Are there many swamps in Germany? Apparently it's riddled with swamps back then. <laughs> you couldn't move the swamps. Just, I'm seeing... It's, it's not the Everglades in Florida, is it? It's not. It is really not. Is it? It's a good point. I didn't Watch even... out for the gators, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're all around us. Lots of people going on those fan boats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I'm not not really sure where all these swamps come maybe, from. Maybe, but... Well, they wear sandals. Maybe it's like a puddle. It's a puddle oh, problem. Maybe it was. Uh, my feet are wet. Sir. My feet are wet. <laughs> You're right. Go back, men. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, because they didn't do the, the the crime of socks and sandals. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. that's when it's bad, when your feet get wet. Yeah. You sound really soggy. So barefoot and sandals, not so bad. No. No. Cold. So the sources claim that he uh, wanted to completely take over the region of Germania. Almost did. And this sounds like it's the closest that Rome's managed to do it. Yeah. 
So that's impressive. Yeah. Also, I will quote, Even as emperor, he engaged his soldiers in exercise every day, and, indeed, himself appeared in armour and demonstrated many points to his army with his own hand and body. That's good. He leads by example. He does. I'm not sure what points he was making to his army with his hand and body, but uh, we can only assume informative ones. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. I don't know, maybe he was literally pointing to bits of where he'd been stabbed before. Yes. This is where I fought a horse. This, this is where it bit me. This is where I fought a shark <laughs> and a killer whale. This is a bear bite. So got an image of him pointing to nothing and saying this is a bear bite. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just a scarred stump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Yeah, so that's good. Also his personal good, obviously, more than anyone, even Commodus. With his love of being a gladiator. Yeah. He's definitely got personal fighty here, hasn't oh, he? He yes. was massive and he loved to wrestle and no one could beat him. Even though the sources probably exaggerate this a lot. He was clearly a very formidable man. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he, yeah, he's the scariest emperor in terms of physicality so far. And when he gets into a rage as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Beat up his attendant. Just thrown into that list. (laughs) He hit the wall and he teared at his hair and he beat several people up. Punched a hole through his poor attendant. Yeah, as an afterthought. Just a guy with a few scrolls in his hands. Sir, would you mind signing Oh, dear God. (laughs) So, so that's good. Mm. Let's flip that coin and go over to bad. When the crunch came to crunch, he lost. (laughs) He he lost it. It being everything at that siege. He lost his mental ability to lead, and he lost the actual siege itself. And his life. And he lost his life, yeah. (laughs) So let's go into a bit more detail on this siege. To begin with, the rivers around Aquileia were flooded, so the army had to cross on a bridge. Bridges were destroyed. So how did they make a bridge? Oh. Oh, no, no, don't worry. It's, it's not that okay. bad. It's not bodies. <laughs> Good. Not bodies. Uh, what do you usually make a bridge out of? Wood. Wood. And they made it out it's of cheap wood. cheap and easy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they looked around for wood. They couldn't find much wood. The most wood they could find were all the barrels of wine they were carting around. Oh. So they made a bridge out of wine casks. So this became a scene from The Hobbit. <laughs> Possibly. I more thought it was a case of... Oh, we need to build a bridge. Oh, we need some wood. Oh, well, if those wine casts were empty, we could use those. What about that forest over there? No, we've got to empty the wine casts. <laughs> One cast per man, you're ordered to drink. Go! Well, we know where they lost. Yeah, exactly. So they tried to stab, it's getting missing. <laughs> yeah. And then being best mates. They weren't sieging the city at all. It was just like a, <laughs> a hut somewhere. <laughs> We can't get in. I keep missing. Yeah. (laughs) They were sieging a bar. So after getting horrendously drunk and crossing a swollen river, they approached the city and they camped outside. (laughs) Really hungover. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. (laughs) I can't fight with this. Right. As I already said, the negotiations, sending that poor guy off to negotiate, failed. So the siege commenced. Aquileia was a city full of merchants and civilians. It wasn't really an armed town. It did have some armed troops sent from Rome, but nowhere near as many as Maximinus had. We don't have the details, but it would have outnumbered it hugely. So Herodian says, A huge number of people lived permanently in Aquileia. 
not only their native residents, but also foreigners and merchants. At this time, the city was even more crowded than usual. All the people from the surrounding area had left the small towns and villages and sought refuge there. They put their hopes of safety in the city's great size and its defensive wall. This ancient wall, however, had for the most part collapsed. Under the Roman rule, the cities of Italy no longer needed walls or arms and had substituted permanent peace for war and also gained a participating share in the Roman government. Now, however, necessity forced the Aquileans to repair the wall, rebuild the fallen sections and erect towers and battlements. After fortifying the city with a rampart as quickly as possible, they closed the gates and remained together on the wall day and night, beating off their assailants. Hell's deep. Yes, Hounds Deep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, uh, quite a grim picture. There they are in that city. They're yeah. hastily rebuilding. They know they've got no chance. The owls don't even turn up. <laughs> yeah. There's no wizard on a horse. No. Oh, which reminds me, have, you, have you seen the latest Rats Factor episode? Not the latest, They no. did a special on Aragon. Oh! No, I'm saving that for the weekend. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so when wow. our podcast is out, that's when I'll be listening to it. It's really weird. I'm so used to hearing factual things from them. It made Lord of the Rings more real than the films or the books ever yeah. did. <laughs> just, just hearing Graham talk about it as if it was fact. It's like, oh, did it? Is that what they, they must have a lot of appendices work as well, research on that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, right. Um, siege starts. It's not going too well. Nope. Maximinus sends his men against the walls. Siege engines were built out of the only wood around. Wine barrels? No, not this time. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been great. We're out of wine barrels. What can we make it out of? Those whiskey barrels are looking <laughs> mighty tempting. <laughs> <laughs> but sir, we need to empty them first. <laughs> Here we go. Out, lads. <laughs> we could just tip it out. Everyone stares. <laughs> it's a single malt. <laughs> I wonder when whiskey started. I should know that, considering how much you... stuff I drink. Obsessive <laughs> um, about whiskey, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, write in. When did whiskey start? I could just look <laughs> on Google, but I'm going to wait till someone listening sends me the information. Right. Yeah, so the only word available were the homes that were unlucky enough to be on the outside of the walls. Because yeah. as per usual, you don't build up to your walls and stop. Cities spread over the walls. You get the farming. Yeah, exactly. So all those homes were torn down and turned into siege engines. However, the men of Aquileia had been stockpiling sulphur Oil and other flammable stuff. Ooh. Yes, and I quote again, back to Herodium. The Aquilians, Aquilians? Let's say Aquilians. Aquileia. Aquileians. Aquilians. The Aquamen. Yes. Just say that. Oh. <laughs> Explains the river. Yes, it does. The Aquamen hurled down stones on the besiegers, combining pitch and olive oil with Ooh. asphalt and brimstone. They ignited this mixture and poured it over their attackers from hollow vessels fitted with long handles, bringing the flaming liquid to the walls. Ooh. They scattered it over the soldiers like a heavy downpour of rain. So after Rain the, from hell. Yeah, after the first main assault, Maximinus's soldiers returned, covered in burns, many were blinded. I will quote, the pitch oozed into their unprotected parts of the soldiers' bodies and spread <laughs> everywhere. And then the soldiers ripped off their blazing corselets and the rest of their armour too, for the iron grew red hot, the leather and the wooden parts caught fire and burned. As a result, soldiers were seen everywhere, stripping themselves. Most of the soldiers suffered scarred and 
disfigured faces and lost eyes and hands, while every unprotected part of the body was severely injured. This, at this point, is when Maximinus calls them all cowards for not fighting hard enough. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine your reaction? Yeah. I've, I've got... I can't even see you, Emperor. I'm <laughs> really eye... annoyed with you. Another soldier comes up, you're talking to a tree. <laughs> it's a good job. Because Maximinus, he doesn't take constructive feedback too well. No, don't tell no. bad news. Yeah. Siege engines were completely destroyed. The the Aquilians, the, the Aquamen... Um, covered javelins with this pitch and set fire to it and threw these flaming oh, javelins at the siege engines. Bad, flammable stuff. It doesn't oh, stop. Doesn't, doesn't. Napalm of the ancient world. Ooh. Yeah. Attack after attack failed. Day in, day out, it was just people fighting against this river of flames coming down. <laughs> Rodian reports that the entire city, women, children, and men, all helped to defend the walls. Desperate, desperate struggle. Wow. Maximinus flew into a rage, and it said that he walked just out of arrow range of the walls, berating the city, and then turning on his own men and berating them backwards and forwards. He seems to have completely lost it at this yeah. point. Bad city, you're a bad, bad army. <laughs> you're bad, you're bad all bad. You're, I'm, you, I'm going to make you stand in the naughty corner, and you city... <laughs> Oh, I'm so angry. Wait till your father comes home. (laughs) So he he wasn't too pleased. Yeah, this was probably when the soldiers decided to kill him. (laughs) Yes, well, screw you. Yeah, this isn't going well. We're going to kill you. Little addendum here, because I'm not sure if I'll be able to fit it into following episodes. After the army gave up once Maximinus was dead... The city, understandably, didn't really trust that the army weren't going to come and slaughter them, even though Maximinus was dead. However, there there were lots of men that needed food, Mm. because there there wasn't food around. The city had burnt all their crops, so they weren't fighting anymore, so what do they do? So, the men in the city lowered food down in baskets for them. The soldiers, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's just a it's really weird image I've got in my head of them lowering food to these people they'd been pouring fire on recently, so they didn't starve to death. <laughs> Jeez, unbreak unbaked bread. <laughs> yeah. We used up all the fire <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, when you first started talking, that's why I pulled a horrified expression. I think I, I thought the army start cannibalizing themselves. Ooh, nasty. That's why I had a nasty. Head. That's much nicer. So that's that's Phytius Maximus. It's, yeah. it's the most divisive one I think we've had in a very long time, if not ever. I'd say he's clearly got some very good points. He's clearly got some very bad points. Well, he's really the battle at the end. He just he went for something that was just not he he couldn't crack through. It was like when you get you don't want to get that walnut at Christmas. You're like I can't get through it. Yeah. So you most people give up. He didn't. No. No. Which, if he won, you'd say, well done, he stuck with it. Yeah. But he didn't. It wasn't his type of battle, was it? No, he wanted... He to liked to crush his enemies' skulls with his bare hands. None of this boy's siege business. I imagine he liked the field warfare. Like yeah, Alan. personal glory kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, let's summarise the good points. He was a huge giant of a man who liked to yes. wrestle. And he did a lot of good conquering of the Germanic tribes. Yep. Bad side, he completely lost it when he was doing a siege. I mean, there, there are two arguments there as well. As you can say, well, it was only one thing, but yeah, it was right yeah. at the end and it did end his life. <laughs> yeah, so. fairly big thing. 
Yeah. Um. I don't know. I still think it's it's got to be fairly high. Sure. I'm I'm thinking eight. Yeah. Only be, the main thing that's smooth for me is the fact that he almost he almost got Germany. It was just a few. The only thing that stopped yeah. him were the the alligators and the puddles. Yeah. <laughs> and all those damn boats yeah. zipping around. <laughs> they were dangerous. Full of tourists. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And maybe if he didn't have to go and deal with the internal stuff, he could have gone on. Yep. So that that is impressive. Um, More than any other one, he's the almost of Yeah, did yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm feeling eight. Should we go for eight? eight? Let's go for eight. And that's sixteen for Fightius Maximus. Approvium Crazium. Okay, I've already said this once before, but I say it again. A lot of what we get today is from the Historia August. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Anyway, right. He was very harsh against people who he thought were plotting against him. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Maybe he thought the horses were against him. Well, that's a few points of crazy, though. Yeah, maybe that's why he treated them so badly. Stop looking at me. (laughs) Is that assassin horse from, was it Varys? (gasps) Yes. Or Nerva? It was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah. The polite has- assassin assassin horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it yeah. stemmed from that. Maybe it did stem from that. I don't know. Right. You may have noticed, and I'm sure you've been internally screaming at me since. Earlier I said there were a couple of revolts against him, and then I only went into detail of one. Yes. Yeah, but that's been playing on your mind, hasn't it? Oh, it has. <laughs> yes, yeah. it has. So let's go into the detail <laughs> of the other one. There was a man named Magnus, who Maximinus learnt was planning a coup. So... Let's let's go into this coup. Magnus was a man of consular rank that was up north with the legions at the time, very much like Quartinus. Wrong place, wrong time. Or right place, right time, depending how you look at it. It would appear that he thought something along the lines of, well, if Maximinus can be the emperor, why not me? Maximinus had ordered a bridge over the Rhine so he could cross his troops over really quickly. Yeah. Probably made of wine casks. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think Magnus's plan was? To get in front of Thrax's army and take, or just take glory or something, and go back and say, oh, "I did this," or just to kill him. Think about the bridge a bit more. Across the Rhine. Or to block block him off. Sort of. The plan was to organise it so it was Magnus and his troops with Maximinus leading the army. As right. soon as they crossed the river. He'd bribe some people to cut some of the supporting beams of the bridge so it would collapse. Ah, like a Wile E. Coyote roadrunner. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Then as soon as his troops, as soon as Magnus and his troops were on the other side of the Rhine with Maximinus on his own, they'd yeah. just kill him. Yeah. Magnus obviously figured he needed his entire set of troops with him to take down Maximinus. <laughs> so 4,000 men. Yeah, it's a bit more elaborate than Stabby Stabby, uh, but he thought it would work. However, it would appear someone just turned him in, and the Emperor found out about it. Oh dear. Yeah. We don't know if this plot was real. It might have been just an excuse but when Maximinus heard that this plot was around, or when he decided to kill Magnus, he was not happy. He executed Magnus, but he didn't stop there. What else would you have to do to make sure the plot is definitely dead? His army? Yeah, 4,000 oh. people oh, were executed. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, some were crucified, some were forced to fight wild beasts, some were beaten to death, and some were taken into the forest 
where they just saw an animal dead on the floor. Not too bad so far. No, a bit freaked out, but... A bit freaked out. What's going on here? All my friends have been crucified. What are you doing? Then a soldier stepped forward to this animal. It was a large animal. Let's say it's a deer. Okay. Or a tiger. Not sure why there were tigers, but... Yeah. In Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crocodile. But yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> this animal was then cut open and its innards removed. Ugh. Yeah. Can you see where this is going? No. <laughs> the unlucky man was then forced inside the animal Ugh. and the animal was then sewn up. Oh. And then they left them. Oh. It's a bizarre way of executing someone. What? Is he... Get out, won't you? Oh, I don't know if you're tied up inside. Oh, he's tied up as well. I'm yeah, guessing of, so, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Rather than just, here's a pen knife and I'm going to put a rabbit on your hands. <laughs> it's a bit more secure than that. <laughs> so, yeah, nasty. Um, right, there's that. That's Trem- weird. It's, it is a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> right, do you remember those, those Parthian bowmen who tried to stage the other coup? Oh, yeah. Oh, poor guys. Yeah. What do you think happened to the man who tipped Maximinus off? Rewarded? Try the opposite. Not rewarded. Not rewarded. (laughs) He was executed for being a traitor to his own men. Oh, that's just mean. That is mean, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Just that he's probably really chuffed with himself going, Yay, I'm going to be rewarded here. Yeah. I'm saving Emperor's life. would be great. What? No, no, I'm the one who told you... Oh, that's what you dis... Oh. (sighs) Fine. Take me to the rabbit. (laughs) Here's my hand. (laughs) Put it on. You could put one on each hand. Instead of chopping your hand off for theft, you just have to go around (laughs) the rest of your life with two rabbits on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) like it. Anyway... (laughs) He needed money, and this is slightly spilling into Successus Ultimus here, but this is so stupidly crazy, I've also put it into a probium crazy, because he had unbelievably doubled the troops' pay. But Rome was broke. Yeah, do you remember a few episodes ago when Macrinus died because he was desperately trying to pay the troops enough? Yeah. No one's reduced their pay yet. They're still being paid that ridiculous amount, and it's crippling Rome. Uh. Maximinus doubles their pay. Yeah. I could not... It's one of these really annoying things where you read something and you've got, like, ten books on the subject. Yeah. And I cannot find it, so I can't find the exact thing again. But if I'm remembering it correctly, it's now up to something along the lines of 1,200 silver denarii a month. Considering it was not that long ago, 225 a month. That's insane. It's just gone ridiculous. Imagine there's massive conscription of the army. Well, sign up. <laughs> yeah. oh, in the army. Yeah. Imagine the size of Jeff's golden sword. He's probably got a spear, a chariot, and everything there. <laughs> How old's Jeff now? This Wait. new Jeff joined up. Well, um... he's got he's got his... Well, that was, yeah, quite a few years ago. He's got a son. Yeah, he joined up with Macrinus, didn't he? New yeah. Jeff, around then. So, yeah. This so Jeff has a son. Alexander was 13 years. Alagabalus was four. So, oh, that's 20 years ago. He's getting on. He's getting to retirement age as Jeff. Mm. 
Yeah. That's why your son's just joined the army. Yeah. Oh, you never know good. what might happen to this, Jeff. No. Oh dear. It's not <laughs> looking good, is it? Right. So. Yeah. So, how does he get all this money? Taxes. Taxes, yes. But he also scoured lists of rich Romans. <laughs> and then he would send for them. Oh dear. Yeah. These men had to leave Rome. So they just got a message one day. The emperor wants to see you. Oh, okay. I'll pop down to the pass. Oh, no, he's not here. Where is he today? So they have to leave Rome, go all the way up north, find out wherever he was. And then when they got there, he would that man would face a trial. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> You're charged of having some money that I want, was essentially <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Um, Herodian says, complete indulgent encouragement, I should say, was granted to informers to threaten and insult and to reopen any known crimes committed by a man's ancestors, which were hitherto unexposed and undetected. Anyone who was merely summoned into court by an informer was immediately judged guilty and left with all his property confiscated. So your grandfather knew Commodus. You're guilty of your grandfather knowing Commodus. Give me your cash. Yeah. Yeah, the people who stayed in Rome to face court were the lucky ones. If you had to go and meet the emperor, you probably weren't coming back. Oh. Yeah, it got a bit purgy. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's... Um, you get the feeling there might well have been some more, but we don't have the details. He's not... He doesn't come across as particularly sane, does he? Oh, and he used to beat horses up. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the way he went back to the previous page to check one. <laughs> yeah. Right, good saint. He knew how to advance through the ranks. Yep, he's ambitious. Yep. Um, he refused to serve under Elagabalus. That's quite sane. Yeah. Uh, but then he did serve under Elagabalus. And he also loved Caracalla. And that's not sane. <laughs> yeah, but him and Caracalla, they're, they're like... Peas in a pod. Yeah. But one he's in a pea sadistic is a pod. Broad bean, and the other's like a just a normal pea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a weird freaky pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all I've got for good sign. Ruthless. Yes. A Ruthless. Bit, a bit obsessive about fighting and. Yeah, but I mean that's what he's good at. That's all he's ever known. I think it's definitely above five, but it's not. It's not mental. It's not Caracalla level no. of viciousness, and it's not crazy Caligula Commodus level. So... He was just a, a, a brute. He was a brute. So as far as I say, he's a brute. Yeah. I, I think... Can't say if he's six or seven. Um, I think six, because he's not mad. He's not mad, he's no. Brutal. I'm going to go for seven, though. Okay. <laughs> for that execution of 4,000 people, and the sewing up in the, uh, in the animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is 13 for Opprobrium Crasium. Success Ultimus! He fought back the barbarian threat. Yes. That's his good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can think of anything else, let me know. You won? Yeah, yeah, he did. But I mean, you could argue that. He sorted that. the army out. Oh, Began yeah. To. No, actually, no. His um, training of the troops, getting some discipline in. Yeah, I'll accept that. So we did that. But that's not... Because I think this criteria is like, would you like to live under him? That wouldn't make me happy if I was living in Rome. Um, you're more protected, though. And you're worried about the barbarians coming. But they're all the way in Germany. Yeah. This is, this is just Roman pride, rather Interesting than... you should say that. <laughs> that is very much one of the um, the ideas of what caused the crisis. One of the many things is the people in Italy and Rome just didn't feel threatened. 
these wars that were happening were so far away. Why do we have to pay money for these armies? Yeah. Mm. Right, bad. He doubled the pay of the soldiers. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Rome is broke and he's spending more money. He spent all of the money. Once he got through confiscating all the money off the rich people, he then went after the public treasury. So I will quote, After Maximinus had impoverished most of the distinguished men and confiscated their estates, which he considered small and insignificant and not sufficient enough for his purposes, he turned to the public treasuries. All the funds which he had collected for the citizens' welfare or for gifts, all the funds being held in reserve for shows or festivals, he transferred to his own personal fortune. The offerings which belong to the temples, the statues of gods, the tokens of honour of the heroes, the decorations on public buildings, the adornments of the city, in short, any material suitable for making coins, he handed over to the mints. <laughs> just image of people scouring all over Rome, just chipping the gold facades <laughs> off things. Yeah. yeah, it's just get anything not nailed down. And if it is nailed down, get the nails. <laughs> Turn them into swords. Yeah, it's yeah. anything we can get to get into the army. You don't get the impression that he was hoarding it for his own personal fortune. No, not at all. You get mm. the impression he just wanted to keep building up the army. So at least there was a reason for it, but... Tunnel visioned. Yeah. Herodian then goes on to describe how the city became like one under siege. This is Rome itself. Yeah, oh wow. Because there were people refusing to unlock doors and setting guards in front of altars when Maximinus's men turned up, demanding that things be given over. Wow. People were said to have been slain where they stood if they stood in the way of property that Maximinus wanted. So there was blood running in the streets... Not a happy time in Rome. No. Everything being taken off to go and fight this war that no one ever sees an impact. In he went back lives. to Rome, didn't he? Who? The Emperor. Maximinus. Yeah. No, he never made it because he got oh, to Aquileia yeah, yeah. and then he died. So he's actually never in Rome as an emperor. He is the second emperor never to visit Rome. Yeah. Five points, if you can tell me the first. Wasn't long ago. I know Caracalla didn't like it. Yeah, but he was there, wasn't he? Because yeah, he, he was. split the, spat, the palace. Yeah. You were in the right area, though. I know, not I know all our listeners are probably shouting down the microphone. Come on, Jamie! You I can, can do can this! Do come on, come on. Um, no, I can't. Who killed Caracalla? Oh, Macrinus. Yeah, he never got back to Rome, did he? Uh, yeah. That's what I was about to say as well. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so that's his success as Ultimus after that mini quiz. Um, <laughs> so, to sum up, success as Ultimus. Was Rome worse off than when he started? Yes. Right, so now let's give him a score. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. You could uh, you could argue it's safe. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, it, it wasn't. wasn't good. It was not a good rain. I don't feel I can give it. Z- no, it has to be zero because it's worse than it started. He's he's uh, he's taken value out of Rome. But if you look at five being keeping a steady course, right? So below five is negative impact. That's how I see it. Okay. Zero is this is. Awful Commodus level. Okay, of yeah. Getting okay. a brilliant. It empire wasn't unstable. And... Fair enough. The yeah. empire wasn't unstable. So three, two, two, two. Yeah, I think so. Let's go for two. So that is four for successors Ultimus. Image of Right. You saw an image of him this week, didn't I you? I did. Yes. You did. So you already know what he looks like. I do. Yeah. But what? I what? can't remember. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> what? What would you imagine him to look like? Really tall. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so when he walked past you, the sun was blocked out for a good five minutes as he strode past. The ground would shake as he as he steps and yeah, quite I, muscular. I, yeah, I'd imagine big muscular. I'd also imagine a huge beard, very hairy. That's how I would imagine. Mm. However, I know that's not a fact because this apparently is what he looked like. That's quite a big jaw. Yeah, big jaw. He's looking quite old there, isn't he? I always imagine yes, him looking a bit younger. But he's quite old at the time. Yeah, he's got a quite a big jutting jaw. Um, big big head, big, big head. ears. He's actually got like physically some of the symptoms that link to this is the the I can't remember the proper name the like gigantism. Oh, has When people have exaggerated some like exaggerated certain features, he's um, he's actually got that. Maybe he was eight foot tall. I think he's that tall. Yeah, but um, in the Roman time, like six foot six would be tall, wouldn't it? I mean, it's always hard to judge scale on just busts alone, but he looks <laughs> big, doesn't he? He does look, yeah. But yeah, it, it is it is a zoom big. in though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, especially when I up. when I do this, well, and I zoom into the picture. <laughs> yes, as listeners may have noticed by the lack of rustling sound for the last few episodes, I now use an iPad for my notes rather than yeah. than paper, so we can zoom in on pictures. It's great. Mm. Um, yeah, are you impressed? He doesn't look that scary though. He's quite. He's got frown lines, massive frown lines. He does have massive frown lines, doesn't he? He's got a bit of facial hair though. He's not yeah, clean it's, shaven. It's yes, again one of those that I clearly had never looked close enough. I always <laughs> thought he was clean shaven, but when you look and zoom in, you can Ooh. see there was a little bit of hair. Very it's like short. the 80s. It's like the 80s stubble. Yeah, you get the impression he just had very craggy skin, so he couldn't mm. shave, so he just had stubble all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going five. I'm going middle of the road for this one. I, I agree, actually. Yeah. I'm going to match that. Okay. Five as well. Let's go for ten. Image O'Facious. Tempo completo. Right. How long do you think all that lasted? For me, it's not very long. Like, a couple of months, almost. That's possibly the way that I rushed through part, because we don't have much information. Remember, I did say oh. all that took a while at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. About okay. the fighting up in Germania. Uh, three years. Oh, well done. You're getting really? this. Yeah, yeah. March 235 to May 238. Mm. So let's just call it three years. So if we put that for our spreadsheet. Oh, we didn't put the last one for our spreadsheet. 2.5. 2.5 was Imagofacious, not 10. And then this one. That is 0 0.384 Tempo Completo. Oh, that is the best score we have had in quite a while. That is 35.88. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had one in the 30s. Caracalla was the last. Before that was Severus. And before that was Max Aurelius in the 40s. So yeah, that is actually one of the highest scores we've had for quite a while. Yeah. Not bad, Maximinius Thrax. But does he have that quality? Ooh. Let's go into it. Do they have a certain je ne sais Part of me really wants to give it to him because, like, he's the line in the sand, isn't he? Because a lot of people suggest he's the beginning of the crisis. There's that, yeah. He's um, also memorable, isn't he? He's very memorable. He's a big giant of a man that rose from a peasant. Oh, that should have been a success as Ultimus, now I think about it. So much so, I might need to go back and review that. He was a peasant who became the emperor. You don't get much more successful than that. Should I give him one more point each? I'm going to give him another point. Can I as well? That's right. Yeah. Six. Okay, so that's six for successes, Ultimus, <laughs> which now takes his total to 37.88. Oh, wow. We've got our first ever draw. 
Really? That gives them the same score as Karakava. Oh, they're, they're peas in a pod. Dead on to the <laughs> Humroth. Wow. That is amazing. Oh, that's annoying, though, because it's a draw. Oh, I want to do something to separate them. So I've done a bit of calculation there off air. Um, I then went, instead of rounding to the nearest year, I went into months. That got us nowhere. <clears> so that, I then had to go to days. Oh. Yes. So Karakella's actually had a bump. He is now on 37.90. Okay. Maximilus Thrax is on 37.89. Oh. One hundredth in it. Very close. But at least we now know the answer. <laughs> it's, it's ranking. Totalus ranking. That's We've got to be true. able to rank. Oh, right. Anyway, we're trying to say yeah. whether he's got Jeanne César. Um, yeah, so he's very memorable. He was a peasant who became the emperor. Yes. He... He could punch the hell out of horses. <laughs> yes, he could. Um, yeah, it's... Does he excel in anything? Yes. He excels in being a big, massive, scary man. Yes. He's memorable. He's very memorable. I imagine, like, you know, like, Roman coins are somewhere about five millimetres. His coin are about, like, 25 <laughs> centimetres. Big, big disc. Yeah. <laughs> Just get his face on. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to give it a yes as well. Yeah, we I going think for he deserves it? to be remembered. Here are safety goggles as well. Yeah. Okay, so well done to Max Minus. Hey! Has that one seemed alright? This one's still smoking. Smoking a bit, but I didn't burn myself. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> one day we're going to do that and someone's going to go, ah! My eye! Okay, well done, Max Minus. That is a Gene Caesar. Yeah. A high 30s score. Well done, that's not bad. You did well. Well done. Right, next week. Who's it going to be? The Gordians. Ah, yes. And I did mention them, didn't I? Yes. Very briefly. Very briefly. Because yeah. they, they were the, the senatorial people and they were trying to give life for it anyway. Because they, they made them a public enemy. Yes. We are going to cover Gordian 1 and Gordian 2. Which Yay. I don't know why, but in my head I've always thought Gordian 1 and Gordian 2, not Gordian the 1st and Gordian the 2nd. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to call them. Good. <laughs> so we're going to do Gordian 1 and 2 next week so two episodes next week but they're probably going to be quite short it's all right it's <laughs> time to it's yeah. fine um okay so let's do the usual thank yous to the rex factor um to scott Rowland and his group on facebook yep, for this... um yes they've started their their crisis of the third century yes it's into a hundred day event now so yes. every year is going to have two days on it so please join. It's the um, Roman and Byzantine History Group on Facebook. I think I said the wrong one last week. Um, it's very good. Uh, he's <laughs> Did released you? a video. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. We'll, we'll plug the other one as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, he's released a video of himself talking about it. He's going to release another one soon with the uh, send off as well. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook with Roman Empress Ranking Podcast. Um, we're also on Podbean to download and iTunes. So please do, and please leave comments. We like comments. We do like comments. And messages. We always try and get back to messages. Yeah. And tell people about this and download the episodes and download it twice. Perhaps our stats. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So <laughs> enjoy the week. We will see you next week. No, we won't. You'll hear you, from us next you week. You will hear us next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
hello. Welcome to the Sunshine and Happiness Horse Sanctuary. How can I help you? Hello. 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 I'm looking for a horse. Ah, you're you a horse fancier? I, yes, I, I'm very into my horses. Oh, good. We've got a lot of different breeds here, a lot of fine thoroughbreds. Fantastic. I'll take 12. Tw- 12? Good. My, my goodness. Um, but can, can I ask, just out of interest, what, what will you be doing with them? Um, I'm training. Oh, you're a show jumper. Uh, no, not quite. Dress, dressage? No, no, not quite. Uh, do you like to, you know, we get a lot of people that come in like to stroke horses and comb them. Uh, there was definitely some element of contact. Co- contact? Yes. Um, I'm a wrestler. A, a re- oh, do you jousting or something? No, no, I, I break their bones and punch their faces until you can't recognise that it was once a horse. Then I pull out its guts and I sew a live man inside and then I cheer over the moans. It brings me comfort at night. It's how I sleep. My God, that's horrible. As I said, I'll take 12. We've just had to pause recording as Jamie's wife has just brought him a present. What is it? It's a Star Trek badge. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hang on, it's been now. I can't really look down on you, can I? I'm the person who spends hours of my free time looking at dusty old books on Roman history. Yeah, the Romans are boring. <laughs> like, how'd you do that? Uh, maybe we should rate all the, uh, the Star Trek um, commanders. Are they the captains. Command? Captains. Oh, maybe we should do that next. That'd be very you controversial. You can take the lead, and I can be the person who. That'd doesn't... be so controversial, would it? How oh, many yeah. are there? It could be a mini series. Well. There's five, like, in the main series. There'll be a sixth one coming soon. But really, it's only down to two of who's the best. Potentially three, but mainly two. It's like Kirk or Picard. Tell you what. I'm a Picard man. We should definitely do that. You can... you We'll swap places. We'll do a six mini-series when we feel like we've got some spare time at some point. Maybe next summer. Yeah. 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 We should. That'd be good. I'd like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, anyway, (laughs) where do we go to?